Welcome to the Sounds of the Heart with Sandy Goldstone. When we heed the call and say yes to live from the truth of our hearts, we accept the invitation to deeply relax, trust, and let go of fear, control, struggle, suffering, and separation. Now, here is your host, Sandy Goldstone. Hello, lovelies. Welcome to this week's episode of Sounds of the Heart. As your host, I am delighted to have your beautiful presence and heart's vibration join with mine. As we listen, share, and explore in this hour together, I invite us all to join together as one conscious global heart. As we take a deep breath in, And relax out with a sound. Ah. To gently ground our being in calm stillness. Meeting ourselves in love, as love, what we always are now. Ah. It is so wonderful to feel our hearts become part of the one unified field of love through the breath. Thank you for joining me again today, wherever you are right now on the planet, whatever time it is for you, know that you are greatly welcomed and your presence is celebrated. Now, it gives me great delight and joy to introduce Mark Steinwood as our guest to Sounds of the Heart today, and we will be discussing breaking free from false gods. Mark Steinwood is a shamanic practitioner and teacher. He has been a shamanic student for 20 years and teaching for 10. Mark runs a fully accredited shamanic school and training program through One Tribe in Perth. Western Australia, and has a following of 3,000 people through the Facebook page called One Tribe Healing. His main point of contact is through the One Tribe Healing website, www.onetribehealing.com.au. Welcome, Mark, to the um, Sounds of the Heart Global Family. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. Wonderful. So a student for 20 years and a teacher and practitioner for 10. So what was it that inspired you to choose shamanic teachings and practices as your spiritual path? I think with these deep sort of things, I don't know if we really choose it or it chooses us. Mm. And in my case, I know that's how it was. I, I started off more in the Indian tradition with a guru through my mother. Mm -hmm. And then when I got to about 21, I found myself um, talking about spiritual things that I didn't really, really hadn't lived. And I caught myself in that moment and I went, you know, I'm getting a bit brainwashed by going to the ashram. It's wonderful. I'm getting a lot from it. But I felt that there was more and I needed to, to go off and explore that myself and about a year or two later, I had a, a reading w- with a, a woman who ended up being my shamanic teacher. Oh. And I 
um, really got in contact with my guys through her. She's a bit like, you know, like a, a phone line direct to spirit and you just dial spirit through her. And on that first reading, I met my guides and I was really curious. I wanted to change my life. So she would explain something about my life and I'd say, so what can I do about it? And she was like, I don't know. Let's ask the guides. And then they'd give me a meditation or a practice to do. And so on my own, I went that way for like, I'd get a reading and then I'd go away and I'd work with the guides for a full year. And then I'd come back and get another reading and the guides would say, great, you've done all your work. Let's go again. Mm -hmm. And it went on and on like that until it got to the point where um, I had the guides to start teaching. And and in the shamanic way, you really, really walk the path depending on what your guides are, are connected to. And because you're always trying to be a hollow bone or a clear channel for their loving guidance and wisdom to flow through you out to the people. And it just happened that my guides were shamanic teachers, mm-hmm. which was really good because it was all the stuff that I wanted to learn and there was no one in the area teaching it. So... Um, I just tuned into them and they said, okay, let's start a 12-week course doing this. And I would do it. And then they'd say, okay, let's do a three-month course doing that. Let's do a retreat. Let's do a year-long course. Why don't we start a shamanic school? And so it's just gone on and on like that. And it's really the whole process in shamanic healing is it's all about clearing and cleaning yourself out so that you can be more of a hollow bone or more of a clear channel for the divine energy to flow through you to serve people. Mm. It's basically being in service. So it means you're constantly working on yourself to cleanse and clear. And the more you do, the more space you make for those energies to flow through. And then even just walking around that energy sort of flowing through, as it does with everyone. Um, but it's really a process of doing the inner work constantly. And no one can avoid it these days. Anyone listening to this program knows that it's very hard to not see and face what's there within yourself. And when you do, <laughs> and when you do, and when you embrace that, when you embrace it and don't avoid it, um, you'll get the support you need. It'll be there. And it's really about becoming still and listening to your heart. And from that place, your guides speak to you. Mm. And they speak to you in different ways. Sometimes they speak to you in feelings. Sometimes it's through visions. Sometimes it's through words. Sometimes it's a knowing. And it's a deep soul connection. And and it's your higher self it's also connected, though, to everyone has these guides around them who are assigned to them, but they're really restricted by the law of free will. So, unfortunately, their hands are tied until you invite them in, until you invite their support. And we're only inviting in the support of the beings and guides that love us unconditionally. Mm, mm. So, that's a long answer to your short question. <laughs> But it was a beautiful, um, long answer, very clear. And uh, so what is it that enabled you to trust so deeply to just surrender to that inner guidance and to just do that work? Because um, 
you know, we get called to do these things and often it's it's like the linear mind um, creates blocks and obstacles for us seeing that as a possibility. So what is it within you that knew you had the capacity to meet that invitation of grace from your guides? Well, the fact that I didn't know anything really helped, mm. you know. So, for example, when I first started doing the courses, I was a bit scared because, you know, I I, I didn't like I, a lot of the material they wanted me to, to, to flow through, I'd done. You know, I'd been out on the land. I'd, I'd been training for 10 years. I wasn't just starting from scratch. But I hadn't done it before. So I really sat down with them and said, you know, you need to tell me everything we're doing because I don't, I, you know, I needed that crutch. I mm-hmm. needed that support. And so I would have copious amounts of notes and they indulged me, you know, they indulged me. They gave me all the details, everything in the meditation we're going to do. And and as I started doing it and it flowing through, I started to see the results and I started to trust a bit more and a bit more. And as I trust a bit more and a bit more, they gave me a bit less and a bit less mm. until, until sometimes, like I just won a, ran a week-long retreat over, east, um, over the east coast of Australia. And we've done this one class for like years and I sat down, ready to do it, and we didn't do one thing that I'd prepared, not mm. a single thing. From beginning to end, it was totally different, and it was um, a ceremony class. So how do you do ceremony? And shamanic work is all about calling in spiritual help and support to change your life. If you're not changing your life, what's the point? Mm-hmm. So. In this particular class, we do a ceremony and we talk about ceremony, but they wanted right there and then to do a rites of passage ceremony, and which I'd never done. I'd never been to one. I don't know anything about them. I'd done some work with young men, but this was totally different, using a big medicine wheel, quite specific, but they gave me all the details in like a snapshot and I just trusted it. Mm. And because I know that they're there, they're there every single step and they, they don't fail. You know, they're really good at what they do. And when you, when you learn step by step that you can trust them and get out of the way, it just flows. And that ceremony, it looked like we'd done it hundreds of times. Like people wouldn't ha- didn't have a clue that we'd never, ever done it before. Mm-hmm. But it was really powerful and really transformative. And I could share with them, you know, I've never done this before and you can do it too. Everyone can stand up and take charge of their life and change it. You just need to have a bit of courage, a bit of backbone and call in the support. Make your life sacred by calling in that support and it'll be there every step. You don't have to take one step without that divine grace right with you. But it does mean you have to step back and let go. Mm. Mm. For, exa- for example, you wanted to talk about addictions mm. to- today. And, um, you know, that's not really an area of my speciality um, in terms of I don't necessarily work with a lot of addicts and all that sort of stuff. But I have faced some addictions myself and I have produced some work to help people with addictions. But it's not a focus of mine. Um, that I've been guided to do. But this morning as I'm sitting on the, my meditation cushion 
And my addiction started to come up, not my addiction to pot, which was from a kid, but I became clear that my addiction is control, Mm. you know, and I'm trying to control life and I'm in the future. I'm in the future and I'm stuffing it up and I'm making amazingly profound gifts. I'm muddying them with my fear and with my need to control life. For example, last week, I got the clear vision that I should buy a house and specifically for the school, you know, we've kind of outgrown the space that I'm at and it needs a separate place and 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 that was a new concept to me to buy, to buy a house. I've always avoided it. Mm. But midweek, that was my decision. Yep, I'm going to buy a house and then I was over east, I came back and I had a meditation on Thursday, on Friday morning, and I got a clear vision of exactly what was needed. A separate structure needed to be by a park, quite specific, so people can park easily and no, none of the neighbours are going to be disturbed. And um, I called a mortgage broker to make sure I could get a loan. It was kind of a bit iffy, but I think I could. On Saturday morning, I woke up, had a, I had just looked online, and I went, oh, this looks like the house for me. I went and I basically bought it that day. I checked it out. <laughs> I checked it out for 10 minutes, you know, mm-hmm. put an offer in. It looks like it's mine. I've, mm-hmm. Got mm-hmm. I've got 48 hours to wait. And I'm sitting there and last night I woke up in the middle of the night worried and concerned about minor details. Mm. So I've just got this ridiculous gift. How does the world open up that the first house I've ever been to look at, to buy? I've never even thought about buying a house. Um, The funds weren't even available at the beginning of the week. Everything was done. Mm. And I'm stuffing it up by my fear and thinking about the future and worrying about the future rather than, as the guides were telling me this morning, just be here, celebrate what is. And when the next step comes, you'll be, you'll be there to meet it. We'll be there to meet it. You'll know what to do. But when you're thinking and you're, and you're planning and you're in the future, they showed me that all of my energy is draining that and making a big cloud around what is just the biggest gift the universe has probably ever ever given me. Mm. Mm. Yes. And and it's not, you know, there's, a, there's addiction, there's addiction to substance, you know, alcohol, pot. But, you know, most of our addiction comes through our thinking and our emotional patterns, you know, addicted to being in drama, addicted to being rejected or abandoned or, um, you know, being financially, you know, scared about having money, then losing money and all this kind of stuff. There's all kinds of addictions that keep us from seeing ourselves as we truly are, as sovereign divine beings, and that we are being lovingly guided and supported and taken care of in each and every moment. And as you say, it is an act of faith to trust grace one step at a time, which means being in our body and being fully present to fully experience the fullness of life, however it's appearing in this moment. And we've been taught from very early on to disconnect and to um, 
disembody ourselves from certain experiences or certain feelings because we've learned to believe falsely that they that those experiences are not a part of source energy and if everything is of the one then we can meet everything from that place of grace and meet it from that place of unconditional love and bring the light to the darkness or what appears to be dark and we feel that we need to disown and perhaps look outside of ourselves to hold on to things that have us keep avoiding or um, keeping in that cycle of suffering and grief and loss um, because we're reaching for things outside of ourselves because we don't trust our worth and value because we've always been whole. In spite of how our mind or the stories or the experiences that we've had, we have always been whole. We have always been loved unconditionally and we are all being loved and supported and guided home every step of the way. But we have to get out of our own way and we need to be willing to do the work. Well, look, I could have just put you in front of one of my classes and just said, press play. I mean, that's exactly, exactly what, what we talk about in the school, that as soon as you start looking out of your, outside for, of yourself, you're in trouble. When, as soon as you start looking outside, you're in trouble because you're opening yourself up to, to all sorts of cracks in your integrity because everything that you need is inside of you. Everything you, everything you want is within you. And when you know that, you can be settled in yourself and you can be calm and you can relax and just know that, you you know, you've got the goods within you. And and as you say, you will be able to meet the next moment. But when you look outside of yourself for power, for control, for all these things, you're really running yourself into problems because then you have to manipulate life to get what you want and need. Mm. And and that's never going to work. And you're going to end up being in this power struggle with people and you're going to end up opening yourself up to try and take shortcuts to get what you want and need. And you'll jeopardise your integrity. You'll even call in and access dark energies, not that anything's dark, but powerful energies to try and control life and get what you want. And that just takes you further away from your want because everything that you need is inside yourself. Mm. And from that place, the world flowers around you. But we have to keep obviously coming back inside and keep coming back back to us and and making sure that we're not leaning on anyone. You know, when you when you're leaning on anyone, then when they move or or step back from you, then you can feel let down. Like, I need that person. I need this situation. I need, I need, I need something outside of myself. You can really be let down. Now, when we work together as a team and it flows with our hearts, that's, that's great. We work in community and we work as a network, but we don't need anybody. Mm. If, if people's hearts aren't in it, if they don't want to be there, they shouldn't be. And there needs to be a discussion around it. And, and even though you feel and think that you won't be able to meet life, you can. And that's where we get into all these struggles. That's why 
um, partners stay in relationships which which they which is they've outgrown because they 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 don't trust that their financial needs for example will be met or their emotional needs will be met mm. Mm. and sometimes I feel that we we um, we dismantle and, and um, destroy relationships that could have been effective and could have been working because we've been playing out our unconscious beliefs around love and what it means to be in partnership and for most of us in some respects it's 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 that it hurts and so we create those um, scenarios and those dynamics and we um, set them in play and so then we um, you know we go see I told you and then <laughs> you know just kind of keep it in that kind of uh that place of suffering and not seeing ourselves as the love and mm. moving and speaking from that place. So that love is in a place of wholeness and abundance and generosity and compassion and wisdom. And it can give and speak and move from that place because it's already full and it already has what it needs within itself. It is because it is whole from source. Sure. And the, the problem is that there, you know, there's different parts to us, right? I mean, you're talking about the higher self part, the adult self part, but what about the child self part? Or even worse, what I call the chatter, the shadow child, that part of us that um, is operating and running the show in all sorts of ways that we don't even see like um and harnessing all sorts of energies to try and get what we want to need and that's why um our relationships can be ruined and wrecked because it's not the adult talking or responding it's not the higher self talking or responding it's the child and the child is like being maybe a little little princess a little girl running around um, in fairyland, you know, mm. and and not being grounded and centered and anchored and and poo pooing anybody that doesn't doesn't like fluffy love and 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 rainbows. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then you've got and then you've got the the part that just wants to have um, tantrums and manipulate and you know just be coercive and be deceptive and be cunning and think how it can get away with things and be so-called clever and you know because it works yeah yeah because because you know it has worked all all your life and and that younger part has been in control all your life in certain areas and the way to to come into peace and harmony within yourself and with others is to to have that responsibility that, that a little child has. It might be a two-year-old, it might be a three-year-old who's running your life in certain ways. And a three-year-old can only operate by that consciousness. But it is possible to take that little three-year-old and take them right into the garden of the heart, give them all the love that they never received, and most importantly, have them give the reins of control to you, the adult. Mm. 
And you'll be surprised what that little child is accessing because that child has absolutely no qualms whatsoever about falling upon all of the dark beings and forces that it wants and needs because it doesn't feel powerful. Mm. And, and it will just smash everything in its way, do anything, have a tantrum. It doesn't care. You know, it's just looking to survive and get what it wants and needs. But if you if you put it in a safe place and love it and and bring it into balance and give it all that it, it, it never got, it can settle down, it can relax, and it knows it's safe within your own very heart, then it can actually happily give you the reins of controls. And then when you're having those situations with people, you're operating more from what you're saying, which is unconditional love and trust and all of those sorts of things. But it's we have to be aware of all parts of ourselves and particularly address those, the shadow child. That's just a term that I call it, the sh that shadow child that we don't even know is running the show. Mm-hmm. Mm and but it we normally have indications of it because it it feels so it's not comfortable it feels painful and it feels discordant and chaotic and um messy it's it creates fear and drama and and hostile interactions and aggression and fear and it's it's um it has us feel that we're in a dark place it doesn't. Well, it, it doesn't feel like it's in the light and um, and kind of uh, separate. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And so, what you're saying is that um, that when we can meet ourselves and we do the work and we be that hollow blown and we get the support, the unconditional love and support from our our guides, whoever they are for us, that they will allow us to meet those aspects from a place of love, from a place of kindness, from a place of generosity, from a place of gentleness and um, not, not to be shocked and feared because sometimes we get scared of those aspects of ourselves because of the, re the response that we get from others and they go, they're shocked and they they go, I can't be around this. This is just so disgusting or horrible or revolting. I have to leave right now. So um, as we think about this, lovelies, um, we'll be back to have this conversation because it's um, time for us to take a short now break now, lovelies. This is Sandy Goldstone and my guest is Mark Steinwood and you're listening to Sounds of the Heart with Sandy Goldstone on Voice America, 7th Wave Channel. Stay tuned. And we'll be back. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. 
Sandy Goldstone wants to help you start your true self journey. Sandy works with all issues and ages for individuals, couples, and groups. She is a spiritual teacher and holistic counselor of the Heart's Way in Perth, Australia. It's time to gift yourself with knowing your own lightness of being, beauty, and truth. You can feel relaxed, loving, wise, joyful, and peaceful, whatever your experiences have been or what challenges you are currently facing. Are you ready? Let's do it. Say yes and call or contact Sandy Goldstone in Australia on 011-61420-399-287 or reach out to her on Facebook at Sandy Grace Goldstone and start your true self journey. Right now, Sandy is offering a special gift. Mention the radio show, Sounds of the Heart, and receive a 40% discount on each of your first two 90-minute Skype sessions. That's just $99 to start your true self journey with Sandy Goldstone. For more information or to receive this special offer, email soundsoftheheart at hotmail.com. The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. You are listening to The Sounds of the Heart. To find out more about our program, visit Sandy's website at soundsoftheheart.com.au. Again, that's soundsoftheheart.com.au. Now, back to Sounds of the Heart with Sandy Goldstone. And we are back, lovelies, with Sounds of the Heart on the 7th Wave channel of Voice America. And I'm your host, Sandy Goldstone, talking with my delightful guest, the Mark Steinwood. Now, as we're going to the break, Mark, we were talking about aspects of the self that aren't emotionally mature and are lost in patterns of uh, feeling separate from source energy and behaving in ways that are sabotaging of the love and the acceptance and the sense of community that those actions are moving towards, but unconsciously, um, because of the place from which they're coming, um, cannot bring that experience for the being as being whole and unconditionally loved as part of source energy. So... Can I um, just say something there? Yeah, sure. I just sure. want to say one thing because it can sound like we're saying that's a bad aspect of us. But the reality is that that part of us has has, has helped us survive. Mm. Without, without that aspect, we may not have been able to survive and navigate through our life as, as successfully as we have until now. The problem is that we grow in consciousness, we grow in awareness, we grow in understanding, we grow in possibilities, but that young aspect and what it's doing hasn't. And so there becomes a big discord between what we know and feel and how we're acting sometimes. But that that energy is, it's, I really don't want us to say it's bad, it's terrible, it's not. It's It's kept us, it's got us to where we are now. It's just time that we take control, our higher self, our adult self, and live more from the heart. Mm, mm. Yes, and that's what I was about to say because it's like it's like an innocent ignorance. It's 
it's um it's it's play it's served us for the period of time that it has and once we have that conscious awareness we can bless it love it and and send it back to the love and the light the oneness of all that is which it was always a part of but didn't see itself as part of that so um so it feels like collectively this is we're all up for this stuff at the moment that we're looking at karmic patterns and that letting go patterns that have kept us you know um protected in a way but no longer serve us and are no longer are aligned with our higher knowing of who and what we truly are so and I would like to share personally that um, I have become aware, particularly this week, around a pattern that I've had in play because of being so rejected from very, very early on mm. around my um, psychic abilities, my natural knowing and my intuition that had me feel rejected and separate from the the um, community and so um, and so I've set up this pattern of creating deprivation <laughs> and and a cycle of rejection um, because I feel that's the only way that I can totally wholly be in service to spirit well if you, if you reject others then um, you can't be rejected you know. <laughs> So it's um, so I know that that's not a. Um, well, do you want to do a little bit of work around that, Sandy? Well, it would be good to give uh, an example for, and I'm prepared and willing to do that. You can be the guinea pig, and everyone else will get the benefit too. Okay, great. Because I think <laughs> rejection is a big thing for lots of people. Sure, um, and and I'm feeling too that you know if you set it up. So that it's like you're rejecting people before they can reject you. Yes. You understand what I mean? You're yeah. setting up, you're setting things in play and situations in play that reinforce that rejection. But you're actually in control. You're the one who's setting it up so that, you know, you can be a bit isolated and safe. And the, the feeling that the, the sense that I'm getting, it's around the age of about five or six and I'm going to ask mm -hmm. if you if you can get a sense of her energy there because we talked about the shadow child, that part of you that is operating and um, in these areas, and that's the age that I'm feeling. Can you get a sense of her around you right now? Yep. Very good. Okay. So I do feel that she's ready to sort of come home to you, um, but she's a bit, a bit scared and a bit, bit doubting because you know what, what she's done and how she's operated and everything has worked, but it has kept her isolated. She has reinforced that isolation. So I want you, if you can, just to start, and everyone can do this. So everyone out there can do this lovely thing, which is to create a beautiful garden in your heart, even you, Erin, to create a beautiful garden in your heart just for you, just for you, for nobody else, not even for um, a child, a, a lover, a parent, a space in your heart just for you with everything 
you could ever want and need in it. It can be as big or small as you like. It can be as wild or manicured as you need. It can have things like rivers in it and waterfalls and animals, guides who love you unconditionally, but it's a place that no one on the physical plane ever is going to get access to and everyone can create that and have that sanctuary within themselves. It's not a place to do weeding or gardening. It's, it's a place to draw our energies and hold our medicine and be safe and secure. Can you perceive that, that space within yourself, Sandy? Mm. Mm-hmm. Good. Now, I want you, if you can, to invite that five- or six-year-old who's pretty strong-willed, pretty stubborn, um, uh, probably is going to find a little bit hard to give over control because she's got the power and control in certain aspects because it keeps her safe. You build a wall around yourself and you're safe behind it, but it sucks because you can't actually connect with people, which is what we really want. So if you can, I want you to see if you can just encourage her to come into that heart, to drop to drop everything she's doing, to drop trying to control life and bring her into the heart. And, you know, Aaron, you might be working with a three-year-old to bring him into the heart. Just be aware if you're listening to this program, what part of you, what aspect of you is in control in certain areas of your life that like rejection, like abandonment, that just they, they just take over when we have those fears and feelings and situations. Bring them into the heart. Can you sense, feel, see, perceive her in there? Mm. Very yeah. good. Okay, now we're going to do something that is a little bit difficult in a sense because we're going to bring in the energy of mum and dad and, but we're going to bring in the highest aspects of them. We're going to bring through the divine feminine in all her beauty is going to flow through mum and the divine masculine in all his strength, protection and love is going to flow through dad. And that can be a bit difficult for our heads to get around because dad might not have been all that engaged and supportive and loving and mum might not have been all that nurturing and giving and intuitively, you know, holding you. But it is what we really need. What we really need is to experience that love and that, that safety that the masculine and feminine provide through our mothers. So just allow that to start to flood to her and through her where she's actually seen, where she's actually heard, where she's actually recognized and appreciated for all her sensitivity, for all her ability to connect with spirit. Because it's a bit like a part of her has just stayed out there with spirit because it, it's too harsh to be here on the physical plane. And also she gets rejected for her connection to spirit. So it's like one or the other, not realizing that we can have both. We can be fully embodied, fully present, and fully connected to spirit at the same time. So just feeling that love of the Father, and everyone out there can do that. Really see yourself being loved, 
the way that you never were, the way that you really needed. Feel that love of the Father, the divine Father through Dad coming through, all of that strength, all of that acceptance, all that understanding. I see you, Sandy. I see you. And you are beautiful. All your gifts, all of your talents, I see them. I see your sensitivity to life and spirit. And I make a safe guard, a, a safe boundary of protection for you and for that. I accept it. I accept it. Not just that, I know I can learn from it. It's welcomed. It's welcomed. Really, really feel that coming. How's she doing? Is she being responsive to that? Yeah, she's playing with the animals and just really seems really relaxed and delighted, just feels very playful and, yeah. Very good. Mm. But is she getting that love from Dad? Mm, she's still a little bit disconnected. Of she's course. more connected with because, the animals. <laughs> because that's what she's done. She escapes. She escapes in, in, in that fantasy land. Mm. But she needs to, she needs to, and I encourage you, the adult, to bring her over and be with Dad and be with Mum. Mm-hmm. And to to feel that their love and support and to feel that sense of a harmonious unit mm. and she's in it. She's not rejected from it. Mm-hmm. She's there now. Oh. And really let her Feel that love flowing through through dad, that divine masculine. Can how's she going with that? Can she feel that? Is she yeah. open to that? Yes. Oh, She starts to feel that love coming to her. She starts to feel that protection. She can start to let go because she doesn't have to protect herself. It's been given to her. Starting to feel that divine mother energy coming through, the divine feminine flowing through mum, feeling that sense of the nature, the trees, holding her, holding her. She's safe. She's safe to be there. She's safe to be held by by the mother. Even if mum might not have been able to do that in her personality, she can have that divine feminine flow through her. Can how she can she receive that from from mm. through mum? Yes, yes. So feel that, feel that love coming through it, and it's like 
she can drop all the thorns, you know, the, all of the sort of spiky bits that, that she's had on her for protection. She can, Just let her melt. Let her melt in the arms of nature, in the arms of her mother. She doesn't have to worry about anything. She can finally let go all of her concerns, all of her worries. She doesn't have to... To, to manage things or escape and go off and play in a in a in her imaginary world. She can just be here receiving that love. Really being seen by the divine feminine. she doing just relay to me what's going on for her right now um she's just really relaxed she's got her arms around the the um highest energy of mum and dad and beautiful um just is looking up in adoration and gratitude and love just And and can she get the sense of yes i'm just a child you know can she get a sense of her place she's five or six she only has to be five or six mm. mum and dad are doing the mum and dad stuff my the the father's doing all the protection all the support and the and the masculine love and mum is doing all the nurturing all the caring all looking out for scanning the horizon making sure everything's taken care of so she can relax in that and just be five or six She doesn't have to do anything else. She can just be a child. She doesn't have to be an adult. Or she doesn't have to escape life. She can be a child, be present. How does she respond to that? Uh, <laughs> there's a little bit of... Confusion? Uh, yeah, a bit confused, a bit bewildered, a bit like, uh, how do I do that? Like, like, uh, yeah, uh, like wants to have that um, spontaneity and that just that playfulness, that that real free playfulness, but it's just kind of sitting there going, okay, then this kind of feels a bit new. 
Yeah, and she doesn't. She's she's always been good at running off and playing and being in a fairyland. Mm. Now now she's actually getting the love and support of mum and dad. She can just enjoy that a bit, and she doesn't have to take responsibilities for life and and navigating through it. So, are you the adult ready? And I ask everyone out there listening. Are you the adult ready to take all the reins of responsibility she's held? Mm, Yes. So you can say to her, you don't have to do anything. You can stay here with the divine love of mum and dad in the highest aspect. There's everything you can want and need in this garden. There's unlimited things to explore and play in here. But I feel she just wants to just rest. And actually receive that love and and not have to be thinking, planning, plotting, protecting, navigating. So is she happy to to sign over control of relationships and everything to you? Is she is she willing to do that? Yes. Excellent. So get her to sign sign that. She can put a handprint on it. Maybe she's got a golden pen with a beautiful pad. And she's signing over control to you so she can just be a little girl and let her know that you do have access to great wisdom, to great love, to great truth. And you are supported and you'll do a good job. Mm. You will do a good job. So it needs both signatures on that bit of paper. I, the adult, take responsibility for my life, for being present in it and fronting up and facing all of my relationships and situations. I take responsibility for that. I I stand up to it. Are you willing to do that? Yes. And that's for everybody out there. Are you willing to stand up? And take responsibility as the adult, as the higher self, to meet your responsibilities. And when we meet our responsibilities, we're fulfilling our purpose. We can't fulfill our purpose if we're not present and we're not stepping up to our responsibilities. It's impossible. So as we embrace responsibility, it's like embracing life itself. It's through that that we fulfill our purpose. It's through that that we achieve our destiny and reach reach the fullest amount of ourselves that we can. Mm. So she's ready. Do you feel that's all done? I feel that she's, we're we're kind of ready to separate from her and leave her in that garden. Yep. And very good. So let's see. Let's see where we go from here. Let's just have a little look. Okay, so I just get the sense that in many ways she, through you, uh, may have been trying to control life and have it sort of flow her way with lots of tentacles and things coming out from 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 you. Can you get a sense of that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So are you willing to just drop all of those? Yes. Good. So just just drop all of those, and everyone can do this. Drop all of the as you stand up as an empowered adult. You don't need anybody. You don't. It, it, everything that you need is within you, and life will support. Yes, we need 
partners through life. We're not operating in silos, but it'll be divinely guided. They'll, they'll want to fulfill their role, but you don't need everything you need within you. So let go of trying to control life and people. Just drop, the, drop all of that. And there's that little block of, but how will I get what I want and need? You, you get what you want and need from a higher place, from that place of surrender and trust. It's already there for you. This blocks it. There's a bit of a sense of frustration that I don't have enough, and I'm talking about that on the financial front. So you have enough for right now. You have enough for right now. That's all you need. Come right into the heart with that. Everybody out there, come right into the heart and come right into the body. We're going to start to bring you right in, all of your power back into your body. So I want you to say, you know, I call all of my power back to me. I call all of my power back into me. I'm able to face everything that I need to as a powerful woman. I'm able to face everything that I need to as a powerful woman. Nobody's going to look after me. I'm going to look after myself. Nobody's going to look after me. I'm going to look after myself. Really take it all back from the masculine. All women out there, take your power back. Take it back. You don't need a man. You don't need men to support you financially or in any way. You you are the divine feminine. You are what supports the whole planet. And you're not alone. There might be that thought, I can't do it, I can't do it. But you're not alone. You have all your guides. You have Mother Earth itself. You are the divine feminine. It, it, abundance comes through the divine feminine. Okay, so I think we might almost be just coming up to time here as well. How are we doing for the show? Yes, we're at that com- that time where we need to um, get ready to sign off. So. so just be really strong in your body just to ground all that in there. Can you feel that strength in your body? Yes. You feel grounded in your body? Yes. Yeehaw! Yeehaw! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for that and thank you so much for everyone whose soul said yes to be part of this process today and for receiving the gifts of 
love and the unconditional love of support and stabilizing feminine energy of Mother Earth that opens the door for us to return home to ourselves as the all-loving, wise, powerful, sovereign, divine beings that we are, interconnected and at one with the spirit of life. So um, till our hearts join together as one again next week, I send you much love and blessing from my heart to yours. May your week be overflowing with all that you are always now. Love, joy and peace. I love you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Sounds of the Heart. Sandy Goldstone invites you to join her again next Tuesday at 5 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Connect to your own divine nature in the coming week and explore within.